I V M. This time only one slogan: Modi hatao, desh bachao. आप यहाँ मोदी मोदी कर रहे हैं और वहाँ कुछ लोगों की नींद आराम हो रही है। Welcome to the election soundtrack. I'm Tamanna Namdar, and today we're going to do something a little different. The biggest election story today is undoubtedly the Congress manifesto, a 55-page manifesto that they say they've taken a year to put together. There have been a host of reactions uh, to the manifesto. Uh, the Congress claiming it's a game changer. The BJP saying uh, it's full of lies. Uh, but what do you make of it? I have with me today Sanjay Pugalia, editorial director of uh, Quintilion Media, to uh, help me sort of go through the maze of this manifesto. Sanjay, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you. Uh, let me start by asking you what you made of it. Uh bit of a departure from the past because Congress party or any political party's manifestos are kind of a very boring and bland reading and lots of motherhood statements. Uh, but in this uh, manifesto, I see uh, uh, simplicity of language, uh, clarity and uh, new new language. And they are kind of being very specific about the uh, actionable points. Otherwise, they are generally very broad brush. So they are trying to be very specific, which is a good thing. A couple of things that struck me and let's let's talk about jobs first because um, they say and everyone says it's a big election issue and uh, in the jobs section of the manifesto uh, I felt that the Congress had sort of returned to its default mode of big government so the first attack on jobs is that you'll fill government vacancies then you'll increase uh, Manrega to 150 days um, there'll be government backed employment uh, through Seva Mitra and Asha and other schemes um, do you think there was enough to talk about how you'd encourage private sector to grow and thus create more jobs? Yeah, but in a way you are right because you have not registered that as a headline, even though they have spoken a lot about giving push to private investment, they are kind of admitting that only uh, government expenditure and government efforts cannot deliver the kind of growth India needs uh, to prosper. So they are talking about free market economy, etc. That means that government actually gets shrunk going forward. But they are not very clear about it. They are not very uh, vocal about it. As far as jobs are concerned, they are talking about smaller numbers vis-a-vis -vis 2 crore jobs per year uh, of BJP. They are talking about 22 lakhs jobs plus 10 lakh jobs by uh, March 2020. Uh, these are the jobs which are on regular basis available for you to fill up vacancies. In terms of one big idea that will generate uh, employment at, at some scale uh, is not directly visible in the manifesto that they are talking in terms of macroeconomic approach that they are going to have. And that is why uh, the kind of criticism we have been hearing on uh, job crisis, uh, this manifesto lacks a bit. Um, the only interesting thing, and I'm not sure how the private sector will take it, was maybe the apprenticeship program, where any business with more than 100 employees has to have an apprenticeship program, pay these people stipend, uh, you know, skill them, train them, and then when you have a vacancy, pick from this pool. The only incentive these companies have is that, you know, they'll amend CSR laws to include this apprenticeship program in it. How do you think businesses will react to this? 
I mean, they are habituated of all this. That every time, sometimes they are being asked as affirmative action that you have to reserve jobs uh, for uh, downtrodden, underprivileged classes, and then uh, apprenticeship scheme or Skill India schemes. I really find these things only as a slogan, and this is a bad idea. I mean, I was expecting. On one hand, you are talking about modern, progressive governance. At the same time, government will do it. Everything uh, is the approach that this manifesto at some point uh, shows. This is not a great idea, but Congress is known for having a hold-all approach and coming up with lots of retail uh, items. This is very important to kind of cater to your different voter or interest groups. But this bits and pieces approach doesn't really result into something big and transformational. Also, the love of committees. Uh, there will be a committee mm-hmm. to implement mm-hmm. NIAI, committee for small and marginal farmers, uh, new version of planning commission with 100 members and scores of other committees actually through that manifesto. Yeah, you have, I mean, you can interpret it in two ways. A, that this government really wants to show, uh, big Congress wants to show that when we come to power, we believe in consensus building involving you all because government is not uh, run by one uh, individual or certain individuals. People should participate and all of that. That is why this committee mechanism uh, comes into the play. I think on certain things they are uh, hedging a bit. They are not showing enough confidence. Like I was very impressed with the idea of NIAI, Minimum Mm. Income Guarantee Scheme, which is a very, very scaled down version of a basic income scheme that uh, we globally understand uh, what happened in uh, places like Canada or some pilot project in UK or in Liberia or Kenya. So these projects are tested and tried. They are talking about a bold idea, but still they are saying we will approach it in a phased manner. We will run some pilot and all that. The whole idea, the philosophy is very simple. Give free cash to poor, trust them that they will use it wisely. You do not try to be a statist, big, my bap government where you will put conditions, approval processes and uh, hazard kind of red tapism around it. Just let them use that money. This whole premise that poor don't know how to use money is wrong. That has been globally proved. And when you spend one dollar, you save three dollar in long term by way of a reduction in crime, by way of uh, fewer court cases, by way of these guys, beneficiaries, they work harder and they work more and they spend on education. So actually, government's administrative costs should be brought down and the money should be just given to them without putting much conditions. Free money, unconditional. That should be the approach. But they know this is not palatable. Middle class will revolt. Some other people will say something. Uh, Taxpayers will revolt. This is the lack of confidence on the part of Congress party that they want to show some bold ideas, very, very new generation ideas. At the same time, they are hitting it a bit. Uh, Did you get a sense that, you know, we know Congress's position is generally left of centre, but you're veering even more towards the left uh, with the promise of 6% of GDP for education, 3% for healthcare, though they've said by 2024, so they've given themselves uh, five years if they come to power to implement it. 
Look, the way I see it, any party, Tamanna, uh, uh, basically uh, they all, uh, by way of all such welfareism and by way of uh, basic income or targeted uh, minimum guarantee schemes, it is an admission in itself that our core promise of governance has failed. So we have to do all these emergency operations, but this must be followed by a promise that how we are going to come back on track to really govern where government allows the entrepreneurial spirit to unleash itself and then country grows and prospers because of the lack of opportunity because of the counter or say side effects of globalization that we all pursued now there is a serious issue of income inequality and that is a big challenge in india that is why governments have to spend money on health and education congress goes further uh, now they are talking about that health insurance should not be in the hands of private players it yeah. should be in the hands of government only so yeah they are of the view that governments have to be present in the spaces where there is lots of deprivation and poverty till we bring them out of poverty we have to play that role now this is a difficult choice but one has to make a choice so they have taken this uh, center and little more left path you know another point i think we should touch upon uh, when we're talking about the manifesto is uh, some bold risky you can say moves which have uh, already attracted tukre uh, tukre gang input wale <laughs> you know accusations one is of course uh, let's review afspa to balance needs of security forces and human rights uh, mm. review deployment of armed forces uh, in the valley mm. i thought even uh, asking under trials um, you know depending on the seriousness of their crime and how much time they spent in jail to be let out um, these are, are, are risky things that they've stuck their neck out for in the current environment i agree uh, in the current environment a rational discussion is not possible and any political rival will uh, attack the opposition party that you are now uh, becoming tukre tukre gang you are pandering to separatists to maoists etc but i think this is a political uh, response to the situation there are so many injustice and unfair things happening everywhere that somebody has to stick uh, uh, his neck out and say that he is going to or the party is going to look at these things which are fundamentally unfair and puts an individual uh, to a disadvantages position when state takes a, a certain view of these things so be it uh, uh, armed forces special power act uh, look now they are talking about decriminalizing defamation uh, cases yeah. they are talking about uh, amending the entire law around sedition because that has been misused now if you are into the uh, hyper nationalistic business then of course you are going to feel bad about it and to your constituents you are going to say that uh, this manifesto is dangerous but that is also not the truth right a couple of other things i think notable and mentionable which at least caught my eye one is uh, to bring about a, a law against hate crime uh, and another to bring about a law against discrimination uh, in housing societies and jobs and entries to restaurants or anything based on gender caste or religion uh, i think these are issues which which need some focus on uh absolutely i think again hate uh, bringing some law against hate crime is a touchy area and uh, bjp is going to 
make uh, lots of noise around it but i think this is a very bold and uh, sensible move uh, please understand uh, there is a crime of passion personal crime and there is a crime which is organized and a syndicated crime what we saw as mob lynching what we saw as uh, this cow vigilantism they were part of organized crime and state uh, by either uh, it was keeping quiet if force they took some action but then those guys got released on bail and then you saw the reality that the accused of a clark murder is sitting on the front rows uh, of up chief minister so these are very dangerous sign so as far as this particular idea is concerned that there has to be law against uh, hate crime is something very significant and i hope that uh, there is a consensus on this a well, last question in the million dollar one do il- uh, manifestos win elections we've seen manifestos <laughs> don't matter at all in the last few elections so uh, yeah not really uh, if you recall today also the more exciting part uh, was about when he was talking about rafal or chokidar or kuch hote hain se debate nahi karte or about uh, such things which are hyperbolic so they draw more attention in public mass public conversation so manifestos don't really uh, get votes they are not really read and you remember those famous uh, that famous dialogue by chaudhry devilal that manifesto is written by someone who himself doesn't read it ever. Well, let's hope people do read manifestos because it's important to know the choices you have and the promises being made. Uh, but I must confess and you 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 are quite familiar with that that I have a very serious problem of short attention span and I don't really read these heavy documents. But this one came a bit as a easy read and I did read some part of it and I find it a good job. So just a small plug here for anyone listening in uh, if you don't want to do the tough work of reading the full manifesto we've broken it down for you on bloombergquint.com so do check that out and thank you so much Sanjay for joining us on the podcast today thanks Tamanna So that was uh, Sanjay Pugalia discussing and breaking down the Congress manifesto with me on election soundtrack. We'll be back tomorrow with all the latest stories which you need to know going into this election story. Stay tuned. I hope you enjoyed election soundtrack. Election soundtrack is also available on the IVM podcast app where you can look at other shows that you might enjoy. Shows like The Scene of the Unseen hosted by Amit Verma, Ganatantra hosted by Sadhu and Alok, The Pragati podcast hosted by Pawan Srinath, Puliyabazi hosted by Pranay Kothastane and Saurabh Chandra, and How to Citizen hosted by Meghnath and Shreyas Manohar. Check out the IVM podcast app to get more talk content that you'll enjoy.